right, welcome back to another edition of Let's Do It Live. I'm your one of your co-hosts, the People's Commish. I'm joined by the Pizza Baron. And tonight we're going to do a PGA Championship preview. I'm excited for it, PC. Uh, caught me off guard there. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got, we got the last PGA Championship in August. Um, as you know, and we'll, we'll probably be mentioned throughout the week, um, they're moving the PGA to May next year. Apparently they had to put something between uh, the Masters and the U.S. Open. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't believe that our our pool season is already coming to an end. And, uh, you know, we're on the fourth major of the year. But I know. Should, should be a great week of golf. I agree. I'm really looking forward to it. I thought it was a uh, star-studded field that we had at the World Golf Championship at Firestone. Uh of which Justin Thomas came away victorious. It it felt like, I don't know, it gave me hope that all the greats are going to play really well headed to St. Louis at Bellarive um, Country Club. It's a long hitter's paradise, as I wrote in the email for our golf pool. And, you know, a lot of the big J journals out there are thinking uh, one of the longer hitters like uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, like those are, are the leaders in the clubhouse um, heading into the tournament. So should be a pretty exciting time. Uh, you know, like you said, the the commissioner, Jay Monahan wanted to switch some things up with the PGA Tour schedule and they're moving the PGA Championship from August to May. And I made the joke that the new tagline is going to be um, we're in May now because we need to increase viewership in the month of May because everyone forgets that there's golf going on. So are, are they moving the players at all? No, the players is going to remain. Um, you know what? Let, let's go to, let's go to the schedule, but it was my impression that the players is going to continue to be um, mother's day weekend, which would be the week before um they intend to have the PGA championship next year. Okay. But let's just verify. We don't have a producer yet on this show. So nope. I was absolutely incorrect. The players is now going to be in March. So it's going to wow. be the kickoff um essentially to each PGA tour season when it comes to big tournaments and kind of be a primer uh for the masters because you know, we kind of see um, some smaller tournaments at the beginning of the wraparound season, as they call it. Uh, nothing too big, a lot of tune-ups, and then, boom, we have the Masters at Augusta, Augusta National. So it seems like they're trying to put something to keep our interest peaked earlier on. Yeah, so um, I, we already spoke about um, Bell Reeves set up for the long hitter. Um, I also heard, I was watching live from the PGA Championship, and they're, they're saying it favors players that uh, play the ball from okay. right to left. Offhand, I couldn't really tell you who does that <laughs> necessarily. I feel like they can all hit whatever shot they want. But um, so if you look, look over the last five years at the PGA, I, I think four of the last five are first-time major winners. Uh, the only one that has won before being Rory McIlroy in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I kind of think uh, it's going to be a – a first-time major winner again this weekend. 
You know, the PGA Championship kind of has a history of that. Um, I read an article uh, this past week about Sean McKeel when he won the PGA Championship. I believe it was at Oakmont over Chad Campbell. And I think since then, um, you know, there's there's been this trend of as it's at the end of the season, you know, it doesn't get the notoriety the other three majors get. Um, it just, in terms of environment, um, allows for those who have never been at the top of the leaderboard heading into a final round at a major championship, um, a little less pressure perhaps, um, to be able to eventually close and, and walk away with the Wanamaker trophy. I mean, I just offhand, you think of one time major winners, Rich Beam in 2002, Sean McKeel. Um, you have Jimmy Walker, Jason Day, uh, Jason Duffner, Keegan Bradley. It, you Y.E. Yang. Yang. I, I was going to save that for a little bit later in the episode that <laughs> I made, I've made the bold prediction that Y.E. Yang is going to make the cut this weekend um, at Bellarive or Bellarive. I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. But Bellarive, Bellarive, I believe is correct. Ah, yes. The, the R, there's not two R's. Got it. Bellarive. <laughs> that he's going to make a cut and then by the grace of God, he's going to be paired with Tiger for the weekend, and he's just going to chirp him with a smirk on his face. Like, hey, man, remember when I beat you in 09? I still got oh, it. At Hazeltine. That was right before Tiger's yep. meltdown. But uh, you touched on Rich Beam a little bit, and I don't see any other opportunity <laughs> for me to tell the story, so I'm just going to tell it now. But uh, last year for uh, PC's bachelor party, we went, to the u.s open when it was hosted at aaron hills and the pc maybe had a few too many beers uh before we arrived at the course and we pretty much just posted up on 18 and rich beam was walking down the fairway and uh stinson decides to scream out to him hey what british open did you win and rich just (laughs) yells back it was the pga bro (laughs) All right. I I do need to make a couple corrections to your story. Uh, The overall essence of it is correct. However, he was work. He works as an analyst for Fox sports and Fox does the coverage for the U S open. And he was walking down the fairway and I decided to run up and catch him fueled by probably some bud diesels. And I actually struck up a conversation with them not very long, but we exchanged uh, pleasantries. I explained that I was on my bachelor party with all my best friends and we were having a great time and asked him how he felt about the tournament. And then at the end of our conversation, I kind of laid all my cards on the table and showed him that either a, I knew nothing about golf or B I was completely hammered when I asked him which U S open he won. Um, to only be reminded that he won the PGA and he proceeded to just walk away from me. So the, yeah. the ending was the same. Um, hey, that's all that matters. It's how, it doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah. That you I, there. I think Curtis strange also filed a restraining order against me after our Saturday at the U S open. I was, I was very um, well, excited to see these people that I've been watching on TV since a young age. And I might've been a little overzealous in trying to get their attention for some pictures and it was not always well received as I forgot that these people are actually working on live television. (laughs) 
Well, they also probably thought you were from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, given that you were wearing a bucket hat and you had a jet uh, mustache walking down, walking down the fairway alone. Y- yes, yes. They're, they could have been oh. very curious where my adult supervision was. Um, I was not uh, – I did not have the appearance of being able to make decisions for myself. We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on from the stories for now. So – I think before we go into your bold predictions, mm-hmm. I think we should just say who do, who do we think is going to win? So, I mean, this is captured in my bold prediction list, but I have the I have this suspicion that Tony Finau, the big bomber from Hawaii, is well. I guess he's of Hawaiian descent. He's actually from Utah, but anyways, he's played really well in the majors over the past year. Um, you know, he was in the final group on Sunday of the U.S. Open this year. He had a top 10 finish at the Masters after almost after dislocating his ankle during the par three contest. He had a decent showing at the Open, if I'm remembering correctly. And I want to say he had another top 10 in last year's PGA, of which Justin Thomas won. Clearly, I did not do all of my homework before tonight's episode, but he he's played well in majors. Um, he, he seems to always be on the leaderboard in the, during the weekend, you know, not any major wins yet, but I think the course really sets up for him to bomb it. He's very accurate off the tee. He hits it really far. Um, I mean, his normal shot shape is left to right, but I think you know, like you alluded to earlier, these guys can work the ball however they want, whenever they want. I mean, they're professional golfers, for Christ's sake. It's their job. And he's a fairly solid putter. And I think it just all comes together together this week at uh, Bell Reef and Finau hoists the Wanamaker on Sunday. Another first-time major winner. Yeah, actually, he's finished top 10 in every major okay. this year. Uh, he was 10th. Tied 10th at the Masters, 5th at the U.S. Open, and tied 9th at the Open Championship. Also has a top 10 at the PGA back in 2015. Ah, Obviously, I'm reading from his Wikipedia That's when Jason Day won, when it was the battle between uh, Jason Day and Jordan Spieth in the final round, and Jason Day was absolutely clobbering the ball on Sunday. Yep. That was was fun to watch. It was was great to watch, definitely. Um, I... I would say my prediction, like I said, I think it's going to be a first-time major winner. I don't mean to steal your best friend, but I think it's Ricky's time to shine. He He's sick and tired of watching his buddies Jordan Spieth and uh, Justin Thomas win these big golf tournaments. He's always the one shaking their hand after they walk off the 18th green. He's got a mustache, and it's a strong one at that. Uh, I think he's ready to play. So that, that, yeah, that's I my think pick. that's a great pick as well. You know, obviously I'm biased because he's my pseudo best friend and he texts me all the time, but he, he has, he too has a history of performing fairly well in major championships. And I say fairly well, just because he's never been able to pull it off. I mean, there was that one year that he finished second in every major throughout that year. So he's, what year was that? Was that two? It was either fifteen or sixteen. You'll have to ch- fact check me on that one. But you know he's mm. been he's been up there. Um, you know he's surrounding himself with guys that have been able to close. Um, 
you know, it's very evident in the articles and the segments that are done on the next regime of golf of PGA tour pros that, you know, there's a laid back atmosphere. They're all supporting each other. There's not like this, this underlying pressure of, you know, having to break through on your own, you know, there's a sense of camaraderie. Um, They're talking through it. They're remaining relaxed, but then there's a high level of competition when they actually get to the course. And I, yeah, I, I would fully support that Ricky um, prediction. I hope we're right. Obviously, we have to touch on it being such a pro LG yep. podcast. Is there any chance that Tiger pulls off? You know, I, w- I was thinking about this leading up to the podcast, and I, I was very pleased to see him start off hot at Firestone. Um, this past Thursday, you know, he fires a 66, which was his lowest round in – I think two or three years um, he, he showed signs of brilliance. And then when it got to the weekend, he just fires double 73s and looks like he forgot how to play at a course that he's won eight times. So I, while I do think he will finish out the season, you know, um, participating in the FedEx championship um, and then ultimately getting to the tour championship at East Lake, which would include, you know, those top 30 FedEx point holders. I'm not confident he's going to win this PGA championship, but I do think he's going to make the cut and pull off a top 20 finish. Bold prediction. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Tiger's biggest downfall, I mean, he. I feel like he can't hit his driver. Whenever he hits his driver, it's – just who knows Mm -hmm. where it's going yeah it seemed like he was struggling this past weekend to kind of control it off the tee I mean if we think back to the open championship um at Carnoustie he was hitting a lot of irons uh, a lot of that when he's able to um, be in control off the tee you know it's a lot slower good tempo swing that's that's when he performs well. When he's just wailing at the driver and trying to overpower the course, I I don't think that's his game so much anymore. Um, he's not he's not a young chicken, so to speak. He 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 has all of this knowledge, this course knowledge. Um, he's done it before, so he's got the confidence in himself and in his game. I think he just needs to kind of reflect and and say, hey, look, I don't need to keep up with these guys that are hitting it 340, 350 off the tee. I'm just going to put it back to a number that I feel confident with, and I'm going to beat these guys um, from, you know, 200 in. I'm not – it's not a long drive contest. So I, that's my personal opinion. I, again, am a mediocre golfer from the great state of Michigan, so I, I really don't know a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, but we know mm-hmm. what we see. But, I mean, any in, any input is good input. Uh, yeah, don't, like I said, I don't see him getting it done. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Um, part of me is hope, hoping that we're reverse jinxing him. He's going to come out hot. But, uh, I don't know. I just, after last week's showing, uh, you know, on Saturday, firing a 73 when he's, I think he had the lowest scoring average on on Saturday leading into that tournament and just mm-hmm. laid an egg. Yeah. 
And also, we need to point out that golf's a very streaky game. And by no means is it an indicator from one week to the next, like how you're going to finish. You know, we've seen guys that have missed mm. 10 straight cuts and then go out and win. Um, or win three straight weeks and then slip on a banana peel at the Masters in 2017 and have to pull out. Hashtag Dustin Johnson. Yeah. So it's a crazy game. Anything could happen, but it really does help to be informed and have that confidence in yourself that you're able to go out and post a number and really put yourself into contention. But again, this is a very pro Tiger podcast. Um, There is nothing like watching a golf tournament on Sunday afternoon when Tiger Woods is in contention. There's just, it's just different. And that's all I can say about it. I'm just excited. This is going to be the first major of the year where I'm not traveling back from Michigan to Columbus uh, p- post-wedding. So I'm going to be glued to the television on Sunday. I, I hope to also be glued to the television. Um, I just need to finalize my exam schedule because this NBA is not going to get himself get itself for me. So I might have to sacrifice Amen. a bit of my time to determine how to take a terrible startup to market fictional case study it was a bad joke let's move on let's move on uh, i think i think to wrap it up um you know i i think these are pool the pool to sorry the pool participants are uh they're, they're battery for listening to us mumbo jumbo um for the next 10 minutes it's, it's running low so i think we need to wrap it up with uh the people's commission's bold prediction mm-hmm. tracker um, sponsored by Hawaiian theme short sleeve button down shirts. Um, so so far in 2018, um, <laughs> you have a, a whopping 6.67 percentage in <laughs> making correct bold mm-hmm. predictions. Um, it's, it's been a rough year for you. Um, I think we need to just run down the line and uh, discuss. Yeah. So <laughs> just to kind of reiterate what the Pizza Baron said. Um, we do a section in each pool email that has bold predictions. I do five bold predictions uh, before every major championship. And this year I am one for 15. And <laughs> it has not been a good year, but I really have tried to be more bold in the predictions. It's, it's no fun to say, Hey, uh, so Jordan Spieth is going to finish top 20. I mean, that's not really a bold prediction in my mind. Um, so running down the list, we already talked about the first two. Uh, number one, I have Tony Finau hoisting the Wanermaker on Sunday evening. Uh, number two is Eldrick Tiger Big Cat Woods um, will complete his 2018 major campaign with a top 20 finish at Bell Reef. Uh, the, I think that's very yep. doable. Uh, the third is I have Justin Thomas riding this hot streak uh, from – the WGC Bridgestone and finishing in the top five. Uh, yeah, I mean he's playing well. Um, he's the number two ranked player in the world, and I think if he finishes a, I could be wrong, but if he finishes above DJ in the PGA, does he move back to number uh, one? I I have to imagine that it's not just finishing above him; it's like a top five, and DJ doesn't make the cut. I think something substantial has to happen or like a victory and DJ finishes outside the top 20. It's something like that. We can run the numbers in our stats department to uh, provide that to our lovely listener. 
uh, Daniel in Topeka, Kansas. And uh, we'll get back to him. Well, well, I think uh, St. Louis is littered with banana peels. So I think JT's got a good chance of DJ slipping on another one and hurting his nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, the, the next one I have, so number four is I have Francesco Molinari will still be hungover from hanging out with Eddie Pepperell after the open and he'll fail to make the cut. So I adding a little satire uh, to my prediction, but I do not think Molinari will be able to make the cut at bell reef. I would agree with that. Um, he, he played too well at, at the British. There's no way he can continue that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, especially after drinking with Eddie Pepperall, uh, who in fact needs to be careful cause he has the first tea time on Thursday. So he might need to, uh, He's up on the wine spritzers on one. I, I heard he's a, a big white claw fan when he's U.S. side. <laughs> he, he loves the black cherry spritzer. Oh, white claws. <laughs> We're not sponsored by white claw, but if you guys want to sponsor us, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at let's do it live. Yeah, we could do a, get a lot of ad dollars going for our 19. Hey, 19 so. is a lot more than the single one that we had for the first few episodes of this podcast. And now that we have so many shameless plugs in all of our, our mediums, such as email newsletters and pool updates, we could double that. Think about that growth percentage. Outrageous. And then my final, my final bold prediction, um, the pizza Baron kind of stole my thunder on this, but I think Y.E. Yang is going to make the cut and somehow be paired with Tiger Woods over the weekend and is just going to smirk at him the whole time. Like, Hey, remember Oh nine. Cause I do. I think, I think if that were the case and they were paired together, um, I, I see Tiger going full happy Gilmore on Bob Barker. Don't <laughs> kick him off the tour. Suspended. Kick him off the tour. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be um, surprised. Now, what one other fun fact, which obviously previous PGA winners make it on, make it to play uh, in the PGA Championship, but John Daly is in the field. Yeah. So when I was looking through the field, um, I was trying to find someone that really fit what I look for in a bold prediction, and I had all like I had every intention of picking John Daly to make the cut in just an epic resurgence, but. Um, I, f- I forget how the story exactly goes, but something happened where he was parked at his RV in Augusta and someone hit him and he got injured. So that's why he had to pull out of the British Open this year because, you know, he's an open champion and is um, invited back for all of in- all of eternity. But um, I hearing that story. We'll, we'll look into the specifics, but it didn't give me the confidence that uh, Big John can can pull off the upset and make the cut. Uh, if we had a sixth bold prediction that he wears American flag pants either Thursday or Friday. Uh, that that would be a mortal lock. Um, mortal lock. There, yeah, it's a mortal lock. Okay. So I, I just pulled up. Um, a car crashed into his bus. This was uh, 
actually at the Masters this year. So he always parks his RV outside of Hooters um, because he's not allowed on Augusta National property with that RV. He signs autographs, interacts with fans. You know, he, he's a man of the people, smokes darts, drinks Diet Cokes and uh, Natty Lights all weekend. And someone just ran into him and he's been hurt ever since. Interesting. What an injury. Yeah. To be hit by a guy in a Hooters parking lot. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Yeah. uh, One, one other thing. I I know we're trying to wrap it up here, but I don't, I don't know how we failed to talk about it, but uh, I think we all need to make everyone aware if they aren't already of uh, Phil the Thrills Mizzen Maine advertisement that was released late last week where he's Mm -hmm. dancing on the driving range in his long sleeve button down. I mean, what what can we even say about that? I, I'm really glad that you brought this up because I made it a point to include it in the invitation email for the PGA pool. This video is so Phil, it hurts. I mean, he's got no shame. He owns the wedding dance floor with these moves. These are just – can you stop mouth breathing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just so on the edge of my seat of what you're going to say. <laughs> oh, it was like it was like there was a cool wind off the coast in my headphones over here. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. So, um, I mean, this this video is too good not to share. So for all of you out there, just go on YouTube and search Mizzen and Maine uh, Phil Mickelson or just Phil Mickelson dance. It'll come up these are some moves that you only see from the middle-aged white man on a dance floor at a wedding. Um, there's the worm that he brings out. There's a roundhouse kick that makes me really impressed with his flexibility. Little disco. Th- a little disco. There's like this head bob thing. The I, head I, bob is my favorite. Yeah. I laughed out loud when I saw the head bob. <laughs> it, it's kind of like walk like an Egyptian sort of deal, but then also like lean like a cholo. Um, I mean, it's just... It's remarkable. Everyone go watch it. Uh, a lot of people have been giving him crap about this. I think it's just Phil being Phil, and he's making money doing this advertisement for Mizzen and Maine. And it's actually genius by that company to have Phil just be his goofy self. This thing is going viral, and I'm sure their sales are through the roof. So I applaud them on this. Uh, not to mention uh, the next swingers party that Phil attends with his wife, Amy. He's going to be beating chicks off with a stick. Ah, they're yeah. they're going to want to see those moves. They, it, yes, absolutely. They're from what I've heard, they're big fans of key parties. So if you're going to a key party in the future, watch out for Phil the Thrill. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, just wanted to bring you a a quick preview for the PGA Championship. This has been another edition of Let's Do It Live. Our streak of episodes not being rehearsed before we bring them to you is now at four just dudes being dudes no rehearsal we will be back with more pga championship coverage later on in the week everyone good luck 